Dear Chicago. Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. And this is Jerry. You are listening to a gay podcast, as if you didn't know, recorded out of Chicago, Illinois, in the Andersonville neighborhood. And out of Los Angeles, California. If you didn't pick up on it, uh, Ricky isn't with us today because he's doing artsy shit um, because he is very talented and creative and we love him for it. Yes, he's having an artistic weekend. I just said that it was something probably slutty he was doing and he just laughed, but he never said no. (laughs) He's doing body painting. Mm. Erotic. Erotic. He's like, he's he's stamping a canvas with his genitals right now. <laughs> Just slapping it against it. Just slapping it. I mean, you could probably like make a, a card line with that. Probably. You know, just like slap some paint on your butt cheeks too and just make an imprint or something, you know. Right. I don't know. I'm not that kind of artist. <laughs> I am um, excited. I'm getting some like sort of gay erotic t-shirts um there's an artist named butch dick Mm -hmm. um you should follow him on instagram um but he was having a sale because he's doing new designs so some Mm -hmm. of his old designs were 50 percent off and they were like 10 bucks and i was like absolutely i'll do that but hopefully they fucking fit because I've had a bad day with things not fitting. My God, what happened? Um, you're such a good actor, like you don't already you. know. <laughs> uh, I, was looking up, um, I was looking up Butch Dick on Instagram. So did you find it? Yeah. Okay. He has like, yeah, I got a t-shirt that's like a guy holding butt cheeks. And then I can't remember the other one I got, but it's also kind of slutty. All safe for work. I would, I wonder, I don't know. People will probably be able to tell what it is if I wore it like on a Zoom call for work. Yeah, probably. Anyway, you were saying t-shirts. Yes, t-shirts. So I love custom t-shirts. So does Jerry. We get them made. Strange Cargo in Chicago is the place. They're awesome. They they mail for everywhere. They mailed it to me in Los Angeles. They, and they do really, really fucking good work. I got this, I'm wearing it now. You can't see it because this is audio. Um, but I'm gonna post it on Instagram because you know how I do. So follow me, it's just Adam Hoke. Um, it's public. And I post a lot of pictures of dogs and t-shirts and comic books and records. Anyway, I've digressed like 14 times. Um, I got a tank top and a t-shirt or like a three quarter sleeve baseball t-shirt made. And the baseball t-shirt fits so good and it's um, one of the two single covers for Girls Allowed Biology, um, because Girls Allowed is top top three girl groups, maybe, for me. Mm-hmm. Um, love them. And also, we're sad about 
Sarah Harding having very serious cancer. Yes, she said that she may not make it till next Christmas. That's really tragic. Yeah. Um, they're one of the best girl groups, I think, almost of all time, probably, like, especially of, like, the past 25 years. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got that T-shirt, and then I got um, Mona from Who's the Boss, Catherine Hellman, on a tank top. And it turned out so nice. It turned out perfect, except for the fact that I can barely get it over my tits. <laughs> you can see my fucking belly button. It's disgusting. I, I'm so fucking mad. Um, but it's my, it's like my fault. I got them both. They're both the same size. Um, but one, I should have known. I didn't realize at the time, but the tank top I got it on was fucking American Apparel, of course. Mm. So do you get to go in and like select your shirts from them or do they just pick from their thing? Cause I don't, I've never actually stepped a foot into the store. I've only what you got me and then what I ordered. Yeah. So you can basically just, they have racks of like example shirts and colors mm-hmm. and stuff and they'll like, you can look at them or whatever. I don't know if you can try them on. I've never done that there. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I probably, I don't know. He was kind of like, are you, uh, so I mostly wear large and I know you like to talk shit about my youth mm-hmm. large. Youth, youth, youth double X. <laughs> <laughs> um, but large usually fits for the most part. Um, if I go extra large, it looks weird um, because I have a larger chest. So it's kind of like a caftan if I get mm-hmm. an extra large. It, like drapes off my titties so large is kind of where it's at but i'll tell you what american apparel large is yeah. no ma'am it's like ordering off of amazon and it says in real small where it's like asian size and you're like what does that oh. mean and then you get it and you're like oh i'm i need a triple x in this because i can't fit into it. <laughs> an xl mm. for sure well i got nervous because i ordered my kylie pink ribbon foundation breast cancer t-shirt and i was like the uk like european sizes tend to also be like a little snug mm-hmm. so i got an extra large and that motherfucker it what that t-shirt was so long it came past my dick <laughs> it was like halfway down my fucking thighs um but i shrunk it a little bit so mm. it's a my little friend better. sam bought some uh he went into a store i think he was in italy and sam is like five seven five eight he plays tennis all the time he's he's got a nice little body you know he takes care of himself really well he's super Mm -hmm. cute and he's funny as shit but and but he went in to this italian store and uh he was looking at he was like oh my these shirts are super cute and so the guy walks up to him he's like well what what are you looking for he's like i like these in a small and the guy goes you're not a small (laughs) sam was like uh I, I, I usually have to boss him. He goes, no, you're a large. And Sam was like, a large? But mm-hmm. the Italian si- sizing made him a large. But Sam was all, the guy just looked at him and just looked down at him like, you're not a large. And Sam was like, how dare you? I take too good <laughs> care of myself to say that I'm not small. Oh, man. We, there was this really cute, like, they kind of had like a bunch of all over print shirts um, that was like a couple blocks away from where we were staying in Madrid. Um, when we were on our honeymoon a couple years ago and we went in and the guy who worked there was actually American mm-hmm. and he was from New York and he was like, Ooh, like, 
I don't think you guys can fit into literally anything in our store. <laughs> and he was like, I'm not like trying to be mean. He's like, because the sizing is insane here. He's like, but you guys are like pretty big for Spain. It was like that scene from Mean Girls where it's like, we have five, six, and sevens. Try King. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sears. Oh my God. I ended up, I bought a tank top there. I think George bought a tank top too, but it was just like the tank tops were all that we were going to fit because there's like not shoulders basically. Funny. funny, funny Fuck being American with hormones in our food. Oh, well, I this big. Doesn't help that we eat out all the time too. I'm so sick of cooking. Ugh. And I just, yeah. I'm not creative that way. I'm not inspired that way. It's just like, what's mm -hmm. fastest and what's available. And a lot of times it's frozen pizza. And my roommate's like, again? And I'm like, yeah, what? Because what? You know, <laughs> it's just, I'm just, hurry up. Just make the food and, you know, eat. Because it's just, I hate cooking. I just don't enjoy it at all. I do the bulk of the cooking. I would say like 90 to 95% of the mm -hmm. cooking for us. And I love cooking and I'm good at it. Um, However, I am getting real fucking tired of like trying to do low carb shit. Because mm -hmm. there's like only so much creativity that could possibly go into like keto shit. Right. And none of the keto bread or keto crust or cal cauliflower, none of that tastes good. It, it I, so I have some, some hot ass tips. If you can find them because they're fucking hard to find and they're expensive as shit. But the Quest frozen pizzas mm -hmm. are a delight. And maybe it's because I just don't give a fuck. My taste buds are shot because of being on keto. <laughs> um, but they're like pretty legit. Mm -hmm. They're like personal pan pizzas and they're like $9. Oh my but, God. Yeah. Um. What else is okay? Oh, the fucking uh, Aldi keto bread. Mm -hmm. There's this brand called Natural Ovens that sucks, but they do really good burger buns or like mm -hmm. sandwich buns. Mm -hmm. um, that's mostly it. Fucking, I didn't get up on time for Instacart today and they sent us the wrong bread, so we can't eat it. Oh. I know. That sucks. Can you take it back? Then you have to go to the store. Yeah, I don't feel like it. Honestly, I don't know how you feel about shopping in LA, but I don't feel dangerous. Like that things are like I shouldn't be going to a grocery store. I'm just lazy. I just uh, there's a laziness, and then there's just the other people. With the entitlement is really bad here because they'll just stand in the mm -hmm. middle of the aisle and be over on the left or right. So they're just blocking everything because that's just where they wanted to stop or they want to like reach over you and you're like, what the fuck? It's social distancing, but they have to get that thing right away. Like they can't <sighs> wait, you know, and there's no self-awareness or uh, sense of other people's space. You know, they, they just kind of ran right. their way in because they've got to be somewhere and they're way more important than you are. So I feel like that's an LA vibe in general. Yeah, definitely. And I, I've really noticed it through this whole pandemic of how selfish people are around here. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see. I, I went and visited my yoga studio today. My friend Cora that works there, she was like, come by, I've been vaccinated. And I was like, oh, I have too. 
so we sat and chatted for a little while and she's like i'm going to be interested how these people are going to be because right now they're still paying a lot of money to come in some of them are coming in for like private sessions in the hot rooms so they're paying mm-hmm. like 75 bucks to come in to do this thing uh, so they're paying a lot of money she goes somebody dropped two grand just on yoga classes and she's like no wonder there's this entitlement of we're there for them you know and i'm like yeah. no things are going to change when we go back we're not going to do that garbage anymore you know but we'll see i yeah i don't i don't give a fuck how much money you pay i don't care i'm just i'm very bad at making allowances for people who think they deserve or need things mm-hmm. It just pisses me off even more. Right. And in like, I'm kind of, I'm basically in like a service adjacent sort of position where I have to be nice to people who spend lots of money. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, thank God I've taken improv classes. I mean, I get not nice to people, but I can fake it, I think. <laughs> Well, it's, you know, when they wait to the last minute and they expect you to just, you know, bend over backwards because they were busy, they were busy. So what? So am I, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't, you didn't enroll in time. You you can't, you got to do it the right way. I know that's right. So anyway. Anyway. Um, Uh, Oh, I was going to talk about, um, because I was telling you about that weird fucking movie that I watched last weekend. Mm-hmm. Butcher, Baker, Nightmare Maker. You know what's funny? My friend Kevin sent, sent us, uh, put me in this Facebook group. It was LGBTQ horror fans. Mm-hmm. And like two days after you talked about it, somebody made a post about it. That, hey, this just became available on Shutter. Did anybody watch it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's something that's been on my list for a while because it's... Well, it was considered one of the first positive, non-stereotypical portrayals of an adult gay man in cinema. And it's from 1980. Uh, In, like, I guess you would say mainstream film or whatever. It's not very mainstream. It's, without giving too much away, it's a little incesty. It's a little homophobic. No, it's a lot of homophobic, I guess I could say. (laughs) Um, There's just this horrible police detective who there's this scene where he says the f word and i don't mean fuck (laughs) like rapid fire like 10 fucking times and it's so uncomfortable but of an era and so i'm watching it and i'm like where the piss is this positive portrayal of an adult gay man uh but it there is there is one um it's like kind of a plot twist so i'm not going to tell you about it uh, but there is an interesting portrayal of a gay man. But it's Susan Terrell, who was nominated for an Oscar in the 70s for Fat City, which is a John Houston movie. And then she played Ramona Ricketts in Cry Baby. Mm. Um, that was Cry Baby's mom, right? She's uh, married to Iggy Pop in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his mom. Yeah, and that's um, a common law lover. <laughs> I fucking love Crybaby. I do too. Um, it's uh, so she's like batshit insane in Crybaby, um, and she's a hundred percent 
batshit insane. She's the she's the grandmother because the mom is dead. I, I read uh, the Wikipedia and they were like when they were uh, getting the funding for the movie, they were like, it's a modern twist on the Oedipus Rex, you know, story. And I'm like, all right, I think you're stretching that <laughs> a little bit. But okay. Oh, the butcher, yeah. butcher baker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fucking weird. It's super weird, but she's great in it. Um, Susan Tyrell is, is it Tyrell or Tyrell? Probably Tyrell. Tyrell. Um, but she like started in Broadway and shit. Um, Cause I like looked her up and she's just, she's fucking giving it her all in this movie. And, and Julia Duffy's in it too, right? She was a teenager. Yeah. Julia Duffy, um, well, she gets her titties out. Susan Terrell gets her titties out. Wait, Julia um, Duffy gets her titties out? Yeah. Oh, my God. Julia Duffy's titties are out in it, um, which is kind of wild. I was like, oh, didn't expect to see those. Wow. Uh, oh, my God. I didn't realize Susan Terrell was in Rockula. George fucking loves Rockula. Um, Sorry, the, thing, the things you'll do when you're a teenager. She's like Coco from Fame. I hope they didn't take her into a hotel room to do the callback. My brother actually said, don't end up like Coco from Fame. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, like, oh, mom, you probably haven't seen Fame since it came out when we watched it when I was seven in, on HBO. Oh, my God. I haven't seen Fame in a while. Sadly, there's probably listeners that have never seen Fame and don't know who Coco is and what she had to do in that hotel room. Oh, uh, and also you need to see the original. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't even think the Coco in the in the remake. I, to be fair, I have not seen the remake, but mm-hmm. I did not want to see the remake, so be- it's fine. Was it because of Paul McGill? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I uh, I ain't got no beef there. He's okay. very nice. His sister is something else, but whatever. I thought it was maybe a. He's from Pittsburgh and. He got in the movie before I did. Grumble, grumble. He made it. <laughs> no, he's, I don't. He's always been rich. very nice to me, too. Right. And also, like, if you're genuinely talented, mm-hmm. like, good for you. Right. Um, oh, I was going to say who else was in Butcher Baker was Jimmy McNichol, who is, I was he, okay, so, like, I am young enough to, like, not really know how popular him and Christy McNichol were like in the seventies, but Christy what I understand they were huge. like Christy McNichol was huge. He, I think kind of rode her coattails. Like they, I think they did a record together and, you know, okay. he had a career, but he had, was nothing like Christy McNichol. Cause Christy McNichol was like the child actor. If you wanted somebody on television, cause like she won an Emmy when she was a kid for her family. That's how good she was. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, Christy McNichol could get, was really popular in the 70s well i she's fucking great i mostly know her from empty nest i was gonna say you probably um, only know her from empty nest <laughs> yeah but i but mean no, like i've seen her in other she shit. did a lot of tv movies um and you know she did family and uh mm-hmm. she did a couple of films because she did that um film with tatum o'neill uh little darlings were there at the summer camp and they had to oh, bet okay. to see who can lose their virginity first with Matt Dillon. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah, it was a big deal. But uh, yeah, Chrissy McNichol was huge. I mean, she was like TV movie of the week. Like, and I want to say her like only kind of contemporary as far as like being a good actor was probably Nancy McKeon because Nancy McKeon was a good actress. 
And, yeah. uh, you know, she kind of, they had kind of the same kind of career. Interesting. Yeah. Well, Jimmy McNichol is in it. And I know that I was like kind of aware of him as being Christy McNichol's brother. I don't get like, he has a weird face. I right. don't think he's cute. Well, it's like Leif Garrett. I never thought he was cute when everybody like, oh my God, he's so hot. Ugh. No, it's like their faces are like kind of sliding off of their face. <laughs> I don't know. We're so perfect, but you know what we're saying. I know. It's hard being pretty. Um, yeah, I don't, ugh. I don't, it just, maybe it's the 70s aesthetic that I don't get. Could be. You know, they all had that feathered hair, which really didn't help everybody. No. And everybody was skinny. (laughs) I like them thick. Too skinny. Yeah, they all had to be too skinny. You guys have antenna TV, right? Like on the regular, like George watches that or Cozy. Yeah, yeah. we don't. I think George used to watch it quite a bit. Yeah, like a turn it on and just it's on while. So on Saturday nights at 2.30 a.m., they have been airing the Paul Lynn show. Ooh. And so this, I ha- there's an app that like gets the local antenna stations. And mm-hmm. so I put it on there and my, my local picks up that antenna TV. So I've been recording the nanny, which we've been talking about a couple of times in our chats, but they had the Paul Lynn show. So I watched the first episode it is so over the top and mm-hmm. he's just mugging all over the place just mug mug mm-hmm. mug 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 and that one episode that i watched had uh and mira and jerry stiller in it oh <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> but it was uh, it was fun but i can see why some people were like i don't get this because he was basically playing um mr mcafee from bye bye birdie just in a different series um, right but he just he got entrance applause like he comes down from the stairs and they just stop for like two minutes because of the applause i love it um but it's hilarious because it's just so over the top we watched um the halloween special Mm -hmm. because it was on amazon uh last year maybe and i think george was like over it real quick like he was like this is too much for me (laughs) He was definitely I, a different type of performer than what we see now. I bless him for it. And like, he just played himself, like it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was a big drunk, right? Yeah, yes. I mean, if you were trying to have a career and basically like not in the closet, but like in the closet in mainstream America. Mm-hmm. I could see that driving someone to drink. Oh yeah. And he, uh, apparently he had a young man die at his house, like fell out of a balcony. Oh yeah. I think I, yeah. And, uh, you know, they, you know, they were like, he murdered him, but I don't think it was like he was drunk mm. and you know, the kid yeah. fell out or I don't know, but apparently he's a really mean drunk too. Um, mm-hmm. the other day I took a, improv commercial acting class and I've taken it before and the casting director's out of New York so she's real blunt and I like it go out here where they'll try to zhuzh it up before they cut you down <clears throat> but I did this scene first time and it was funny and then she goes okay reverse the roles and 
I want you to be a little more grounded in reality and not as big. And it's like, um, I'm kind of a combo of Liberace and Pauline. So I don't know how this is going to work, but we'll see. So I did the thing and the casting or the agent that does the class two was like, he goes, okay, some of that stuff was really funny. And she was like, you're so over the top. <laughs> I was like, but it wasn't, I was, I, that, that's grounded for me. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's small for me. <laughs> Oh my God. She said Uh, stuff and I was like, okay, it's not personal, but it sure feels like it. (laughs) I mean, I, I get it because you, it's so fucked up. And I, we've talked about like gay actors playing gay roles and people like fucking James Corden Mm -hmm. taking roles that I personally don't think he should, but fuck him. I, I, I like want to like him and he's really funny in Gavin and Stacey, mm-hmm. but it's just uh, something about him now is like rubbing me the wrong way. It's like he got a little bit of power and mm-hmm. he's just running with it and all the <laughs> shit. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just jealous. I want to be chubby and famous. So what was I going to say? I had points to make. I don't even remember. Um, performing and you're being too big. Um, gay role. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we've talked about it before. And you have to have teachers who will be honest with you and be like, you're not going to be castable if you present yourself this way. Like, there are things that, like, I was told in grad school that are like, this is going to be like the kiss of death if you just go in and you're just over the top. Like you're, you're not going to be bookable for a variety of things and it's fucked up and it kind of sucks and is heteronormative and I think is harmful, but that is how the industry at least was. I think it's changing a little bit. Well, and then they tell you all that and they tell you, but be realistic and be, be yourself. (laughs) I know. Uh, Okay. uh, How does that work? uh, (laughs) I think I told the story about how they made us walk across a room in grad school. Have oh, I yeah? told this? Um, I don't remember. Go ahead. Uh, and they would tell us, they were like, okay. And wh- what's fucked up is like, you can't necessarily be natural if they're like, walk across the room and then they're going to fucking judge you. You're going to be aware of your body and be like, fuck, am I moving too gay? Am I like, what's going on? <laughs> so I try to be as natural as possible. And they told me, um, from the waist down, I walk like a construction worker. And from the waist up, I walk like an effeminate ballet dancer. <laughs> and they were like, we've never seen anything quite like it. So you were mincing up top. <laughs> yeah, I was just mincing just from the waist up. But like, he was like, you walk like you have like a like ball swinging, like you're just this fucking butch construction worker from the waist down. But from the waist up, you were like carrying a teacup with your pinky up. And your arms must have been flailing all over the place. Oh, I'm sure. Limp limp wrists everywhere. (laughs) I just, I'm a big believer. Stomping like Whoopi Goldberg in heels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I just really like arm and hand choreography. And I feel like that comes out even when I don't intend it to. You were were shimmying as you were walking. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I... Uh, I miss dancing on the train. Oh, yeah. Your passionate lip syncs. My passionate lip syncs. I, um, oh, speaking of, like, acting notes, 
I'm also, and this is a bad thing that I do like in person. I have a really hard time controlling my face <laughs> if I like, <laughs> if I don't like somebody mm -hmm. or like I feel a certain way, like I have very expressive um, eyebrows. And mm -hmm. also I just, I, I look like an absolute bitch if I don't like somebody, even if I'm trying to fake it. <laughs> um, I got this note, I was doing this, fuck, I don't remember what it was. I was doing this play in England and I had to play, it wasn't like a huge part, but I was like the husband of one of the main characters and there were like two sisters and I think their dad died and they were like selling the house or something. The dad had a younger wife. Maybe it was the daughter and a younger wife. Anyway, fuck it. So like the end of the play, I had to kiss this like much older Irish woman and it was like some of the hardest acting I ever had to do. Anyway, so I was supposed to like my motivation in like some of the other scenes was like either I think I had to be like attracted to the younger wife and then like upset with my wife. She's like a politician maybe. Anyway, my director was like, I'm going to need you to not like feel things in your face. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And they were like, so you you get the motivation and you get like what's going on inside, but you're literally pulling focus with your fucking reactions. And like your face is just like, I can tell exactly what you're thinking because of your fucking face. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm such a good emotive actor. Uh, That's hilarious. What was I thinking the other day that oh, it's a good thing that Adam wasn't, there was a, oh, I was thinking about the nanny because we were talking about it. And it's like, I was like, I'm glad Adam wasn't that young when it came out or he would have been so mad that that kid got cast as Brighton because you uh, looked like him when you were little with your blonde hair. I kind of did. And yeah. you were, you would have been so mad. Like I can do that better than him. <laughs> uh, like me and that Fucking Welch's grape juice, grape juice kid. Yes, that you hated, and and Nicole hated and Punky him. Brewster. Oh my god, she still hates Soleil Moon Fry. She also <laughs> hates. Um, I think I've mentioned this before. Joan London and her children. Joan London is so sweet, but I get it. She told well, me about the the whole seeing them every day on Good Morning America. Well, it's the she used to get really pissed off because Joan London her kids would be on a, like a Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade mm -hmm. float and she was like jealous <laughs> she'd be like fucking Joan London and her fucking kids so I guess Aunt Nicole's not going to be watching that Hulu documentary that Saleh Moonfry did where she had the video camera all through the thing you know with like her <sighs> friends and partying and you know she's like ooh you know look what we did when we were teenagers yeah probably not I, I don't think she'll be watching that. She's not a fan. Maybe she'll hate watch it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, she deserved that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think of... Do you have any, like, celebrities that you just can't stand? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Margot mm, Robbie. I think that's everybody. Margot Robbie. I know. I don't get that. I think she's pretty good. I, I feel like that she's the Gen Z version of Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, just a blonde, pretty blonde that, you know, is an okay actor. Um, I would 
compare her to Charlize more. Oh, but Charlize has way more range. Yeah, but Char- did Charlize always have the range? I think so. Okay. I love Charlize. I yeah. I think she's brilliant. She's one of my faves. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if I had any of that, like when I was a kid, like jealous that they were on stuff. Um, I don't remember like you do mm-hmm. with the Welch's grape juice kid. <laughs> uh, but that, you know, there could have been, and I just don't remember. Oh, you know who I used to hate is that, um, and that was the, in the Soleil Moonfry thing, Jonathan Brandeis, that kid who, who uh, he committed a suicide. I always hated yeah. him. I don't know why. I don't even know if I actually saw him in that much, but just there was something about that. I was just like, I don't like that. I don't like that actor. Kelly Martin, I never liked. Oh, yeah. Kelly Martin's a little hard to like. I've told you that story about when I first moved to New York, right? I think I told it on the podcast, but I'll tell you again. Okay. So we, I had, uh, I had moved from St. Louis. So there had, well, there was a restaurant like two blocks up uh, from where I moved that it just happened to be, uh, was a restaurant that a lot of people from that university, Webster University worked at on the Upper West Side. Mm-hmm. And so my friend Frank came to visit and um, we went and went to eat there because our friend Carla was waitressing and an, a couple of other friends that were from St. Louis that were friends with Frank. I kind of knew from the side. Anyway, mm-hmm. Frank was is like five, four. And at that po- point was probably about 110 pounds. He was just skinny little gay boy. So like one margarita would knock him on his ass. So mm-hmm. uh, we had dinner, we had a drink and, you know, I was buzzed, but Frank was drunk. So we walk out and this friend of his from St. Louis is a friend comes up and they start talking and we're all walking as a group and then we're going to go our separate ways. So this friend of hers is like talking and Frank's like, I know you, did you go to Webster? And she's like, no. And I started to go, you look like Kelly Martin. I can't stand that actress. And so <laughs> Frank just keeps talking and say, no, I know you. I know you. You went to St. Louis. Did you, did we work at the Muni together? Did, and Kelly is like, no, no, sure shit. They walk off and Carla goes, oh my God, that was Kelly Martin, you guys. She's friends with so-and-so. They've known each other for years. And I was like, oh my God, I almost said, I can't stand that actress that you look like. But Frank was just convinced and just wouldn't let it go that he knew her and that they clearly did a show together. And, you know, he would remember it if they were there for, and to Kelly Martin's credit, she was really cool about it. And she took it very well. And she was very polite going, no, I don't know you. And even though Frank just kept insisting, she was like, no, no. <laughs> I would have died if you told Kelly Martin that you can't stand Kelly Martin. Well, and that's the thing. I was I was this close to saying, oh, you look like that actress on TV that I can't stand. You know, do you get that a lot? <laughs> but I didn't say I, it. I feel like Kelly Martin was hard to like because of life goes on mm-hmm. and see i didn't watch her that ca- show but i knew her of it. character sucked her <laughs> character sucked uh, yeah i st- i didn't stay up that late because we always had to get up so early because my mom was a teacher and had to be at school so mm-hmm. you know i was in high school school still going to bed at nine o'clock because i had to get up at like six six thirty yeah so i never watched shows like that but i every once in a while like i'd catch one and i you know she just was so annoying and you know but it was the character. Is it 
Is she in the the cheerleader murder movie? With... I think so. She's the one that kills Tori. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I should check that out because that's got to be kind of fun. I feel like I had to have seen it at some point because I can like picture it. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen hmm. parts, but not the whole thing. Just like Mother May I Sleep with Danger. I've seen parts, <laughs> but not the whole thing. Oh my God. Ugh. You know who I don't like? Candace Cameron. Yeah, I've never really cared for her. She's been okay, but it, it wasn't yeah. somebody that I really couldn't stand, but. Yeah. Who else? You know who I hated for years? Who? <laughs> Stacy Ferguson for me from the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> was, was it because of Kids Incorporated? So I wanted to be on fucking Kids Incorporated like you wouldn't believe. And I like vastly preferred Kids Incorporated to the new Mickey Mouse Club, if I'm being honest. Okay. Uh, the only time I ever got to watch it was on like Disney Channel free preview weekend. Mm-hmm. We didn't have Disney Channel money. No. No. Uh, but yeah, maybe I was jealous of her a little bit. And then she was in Wild Orchid and then she was on meth and then she was in the Black Eyed Peas. But... <laughs> Something about her just rubbed me the fucking wrong way. And when I was in college, I refused to call her. I also think I hate her a little bit for stealing Supersonic from JJ Fad for for Delicious. I think that may be a large part of why I dislike her. I don't really hate her anymore. And I'll tell you about the turning point in a second. But when she she peed on herself. (laughs) (laughs) I still think about there was a meme where there was a fake Franklin mint plate that commemorated when Fergie pissed her pants on stage. And I was like, if this shit was real, I'd buy it. Right. Uh, but when I was in college, I refused to call her Fergie and I would only call her Stacy Ferguson. <laughs> you know, I've never like, liked Kids Incorporated. I was, I, I was too young. But I was mm-hmm. always, I always kind of was like embarrassed that they had to get up there and sing those songs for them. Um, but again, I was a little too old because I think by the time that came out, I was like seventh or eighth grade, maybe yeah. close to high school. So I was just like, this is for babies, you know. Well, I ate it up. I mean, I was still watching the cartoons before, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I didn't like that um, until, you know, later and then finding out who those people were and appreciating the campiness of it. Right, right. I just wanted to do it so bad. Mm-hmm. I was not, I don't think I, so I definitely quit. Anyway, wait, before I go on, I want to tell you about what turned me around on uh, Stacey Ferguson. Completely out of nowhere. And God knows why I had the fucking Shrek 2 soundtrack <laughs> on CD. And she covers uh, Barracuda, like Heart. Mm-hmm. Um Hearts Barracuda, and she sings the absolute fuck out of it. She's like so good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, all right, Stacey Ferguson, we can be friends. <laughs> I see you. Ricky would be laughing because you know he always giggles anytime I call a friend by their full name. <laughs> yes. Well, Stacey Ferguson and I aren't that close, but I can call her Ferky now, I guess. You can. Um, I had forgotten that Martika was on that. So anytime you mm-hmm. kind of put stuff on YouTube and they pull it out, you know, it's it's clear that she uh, was trying to sing like Madonna. Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe she had sung Young Talent Time and trying to, you know, be like Danny, you know, Damn. the Danny of the show. But yeah, 
I'm surprised Martika I... had a career. <laughs> not that she's she... because she's good. I mean, and that first album's mm-hmm. pretty good. And the second album's not bad, but it's just, you know, I'm surprised that they let that kid star, you know, at mm-hmm. that time, period in time, become a pop star. I was reading something. I guess she, so. She was re- she had written some song that was like a theme for a movie and the producers hated the way she sang it. So somebody else sang it. And I was like, ouch. Yikes. Uh, I like wanting to be, I I don't think I understood like wanting to be a child actor. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't think that was something that I could do, but I knew it would piss me off because I'd be like, I want to be better than all these people. And I definitely took tap classes entirely because of Paula Abdul. <laughs> like 100% owe it to Paula. Uh, and then I quit because I was the only boy and I got made fun of. And it was like not something that boys should do. Right. And I fucking regret that because I probably wouldn't be as fat as I am now if I was still in dance classes. Uh, and I was pretty good. But my entire, I have to say, like both sides of my family like one of my aunts on my dad's side took me to get tap shoes. Um, my mom's dad, my pap Hoke was like fucking all about it. He loved musicals and he was like so excited when I started doing musical theater. Uh, he loved Fiddler on the Roof and Cabaret specifically. Wow. Fiddler uh, on the Roof. That is such a generational thing, I think. Cause it's so long. <laughs> it, it, oh, it is so it's long. It's so got long. some, it's got some good ass music. Yeah, but it's long. It is long. It's a journey. It was fucking two VHS tapes, baby. It I was. remember that shit. Um, I remember when we lived in Kentucky, my mom taught aerobics out at Fort Knox. And I remember there was this one lady that kind of took classes for about a year consistently. I don't remember her name, but I remember like mom was like talking to her. And I said, oh, somehow what she did, she was like, oh, she's a casting director. And I was like, what's that? And she goes, oh, I cast the people in Coal Miner's Daughter that because it was filmed here. And I was like, oh. And I remember in my head going, you need to discover me, you know. And I just kind of <laughs> yes. like kept like acting out in front of her, you know, like being. Mm-hmm. It, but it wasn't conscious. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. Mm-hmm. But I would, you know, intentionally be, you know, extra dramatical as she, if she was right, around. Right. Didn't work. <laughs> wasn't cast in anything and I don't know how I don't know if maybe because she did some kind maybe she had a dance studio or something that's why they were like Mm -hmm. oh you must know locals around here can you help cast or whatever because I was too young I was eight but I just remember kind of showing off a little bit more if she was around so Mm -hmm. that I could be Mm -hmm. discovered didn't work oh I never yeah I don't think I went to like any auditions or anything like that I, I had no idea like what that world was like or mm-hmm. any experience. And like, I, nobody around me, like I don't think anybody in my family would have been like here, be a child actor. But anytime I wanted to try anything, like my mom, my whole family, they were all super into it. And I never got any shit from anybody in my family for like wanting to dance or sing or play instruments or any of that stuff. I remember thinking, wow, they must, you have to be so good if you're going to pick up dance steps because what you'd see like on fame or, you know, anything Mm -hmm. like that where they'd like watch it once and then everybody would be so perfect. (laughs) I remember thinking, 
wow, that's, I, I, I'm not good enough to be like that. So I didn't even attempt because I thought you had to be so perfect. Yeah. For the audition, like they portrayed it on television. So I was like, yeah, mm, yeah that's not, I, I, I'm not that good. So I never, I never pursued it till later yeah. because of that thinking you ha- you were going to be so perfect or how did they know the lyrics mm-hmm. when they just showed up at high school for the first day? Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> no, that's not real life. We had, um, there were times where I can, like there were a couple years where I was like a pretty good dancer, like more a singer who could move, mm-hmm. but like I would make it through almost all of a dance call until the end and I wouldn't mm-hmm. get cut but I was always like shitting my pants. Like if I was like, this one time I was uh, doing like a cattle call for like SETCs or some regional theater thing, which nobody listening probably knows. Some people might. Um, SETCs was Southeastern Theater Conference, I think. Yes. Um, and there were different acronyms and shit. And so I went to a bunch of like this, these big calls and this one theater company, um, it might have been St. Louis, but I think they were doing Thoroughly Modern Millie. Mm-hmm. And I got, it was like me and six other fucking like hardcore, like muscly twink tappers and like my schlubby ass. <laughs> and they like, it got down to like six of us. And I was like, I, this is fucking hilarious. I was terrified. And I clearly like, I did not get the gig at all and I was not chorus boy material uh but it was hysterical every time I would always get down to like probably like the last like 20 mm-hmm. or like less and I would be like y'all are not watching my feet you just know I could sing I, I got a lot going on up here I already said my face was expressive <laughs> they could see it from the balcony it's like uh <laughs> In Drop Dead Gorgeous, where um, the ballet teacher, what's her name? Cloris? Cloris Klingendorfer or something like that. Um, she gives them Vaseline, and she's like, put a dab of this on the old choppers, girls. She's like, if they're looking at your teeth, God willing, they're not looking at your feet. <laughs> when they do their aerobic routine. Their conga. Their physical, physical fitness routine. I physical say. fitness. Oh, my God, it killed me. I love that movie so much. Um, should we do a second show? Yeah, this is, we've probably gone 45 minutes with this because we had our little talk first. So yeah, why not? Okay. I'm going to get some water and I may call and see about getting another t-shirt made or tank top. Oh, now? We'll mm-hmm. take like a 30 second break. Give me like, mm-hmm. I'm really stressed out about it. I have the website open on my screen right now. I'm like, they're open until six. I want it now. Who's the boss? Adam is the boss. That's right. All right. Yeah. Then let's wrap up. I'll give you a break and then we'll start up again. Okay. It'll take me like a minute. All but right. anyway, thanks for listening. This is Adam. This is Jerry. Bye. Oh, Bye. we didn't say what number episode it is. Is it yeah. too late? Fuck it. Eh, we'll say it. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys, and we hope you enjoyed the show. 
You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there in a